0: Right, welcome back to the podcast. It's great to have you here. I'm filling in for a friend because today we're going to get down and dirty. We're going to talk about fear. All right, so we're not going to be talking about that kind of fear. That was just a preamble. We are going to be talking today about fear and how it is debilitating to pursuing an art career. To take that a step further, it's really debilitating to growth as a human being in general. I thought I would take a little break from talking about the virus which will not be named and having podcast themes based on that, even though that's what's going on right now, and even though fear is also a big part of that. But we're going to talk about a different kind of fear today. However, I wanted to start off by just saying to all those artists out there, who are really suffering because of the pandemic, there is a new relief fund out there and it is pandemic related. And you just go to artistsrelief.org and you can sign up for their emergency grants. They will be giving hundred artists per week, a $5,000 emergency grant. And all you have to do is apply online there and that should be helpful for a lot of artists. But now we're going to switch back to the topic of fear as it relates to being an artist and a creative and trying to get ahead in the art world. Fear, in my opinion, is the single most debilitating emotion for the advancement um, in your art career. It holds you back from anything that you want to achieve. It's like the silent killer uh, when it comes to your art career. Take it from me, it held me back for many years. Although I was pursuing art and, and the creation of art and getting in galleries, it really held me back from being able to quit my job and to start a life as a full-time artist because I had this pressure on my shoulders and I had this kind of viewpoint of the public out there scrutinizing everything I did and, oh, what will they think of me if I do this or if I misstep here or if I embarrass myself? Well, that is all imaginary. And even if it's not imaginary, most of the people who are going to be judging you are not worth your time anyway. So what I did once I started to figure this out was I started the year of no fear. This was something that I came up with on the first year that I actually quit my day job and started pursuing art full time. I just decided that I wasn't going to let fear hold me back anymore. And I started to just approach everything I did with no fear. I just jumped into every opportunity that I had. I didn't allow myself to become my own worst critic and to stop my progress. What I did is I trained my brain to move so fast and my actions to move so fast that I didn't allow myself, my inner critic to catch up with my action that I was taking. I just took massive action and just said yes to everything. It was almost like the movie Yes, Man. I just said yes, and I did everything that came to my mind, and I didn't even think about it. And you know what was funny about that? Nobody gave a shit. I mean, the people that gave a shit and wanted to give me a job, gave me a job, or gave me a gig, or bought a painting, or got me into an exhibition, but the people that I was worried about judging me, it never even happened. So this just shows you how imaginary this is, and how it's basically a self-imposed criticism that doesn't need to be there. Look, sometimes people are going to judge you, and sometimes people are going to talk shit, but nine times out of ten, those are the kinds of people that you don't want in your life anyway, and most times are people who are just jealous because you're taking action that they were not able to take in their own lives. This might sound harsh to those people, but the great thing about that is even people like that have the ability to change and to listen to this and take massive action in their own lives and decide to turn being a negative person into being a positive person who takes action in their own world. So where does fear come from in the first place? It basically stems from a feeling of wanting to be accepted or to be a part of a community. And your fear is that if you do this thing, you will not be accepted and therefore not be part of this community. Fear actually robs us of that in the end anyway, because if you let fear get the best of you, you end up quarantining yourself off from the world in isolation and not doing the thing that you're meant to do here on this planet. And then you don't have a community anyway. Therefore, it's better to take action and have the possibility of achieving what you want to achieve rather than letting fear get the best of you and having nothing. So basically, we need to stop letting these naysayers, either real or imaginary, stop us from achieving what we want to achieve in life. It reminds me of what Brene Brown talks about, uh, which is attributed to a Theodore Roosevelt quote about being in the arena. I'm not going to read the quote for you, but you can look it up. Just Google the arena and Theodore Roosevelt or Brene Brown and you'll see the whole thing. But it basically says the credit goes to the person who's in the arena who has blood and sweat and mud on their face, something to that, I'm paraphrasing, but not to the person watching who didn't have the guts to get in there in the first place. I think that's so true and really illustrates my point. So do you wanna be in the arena going for it? Or do you wanna be on the sidelines or in the bleachers watching other people achieve or strive to achieve their own dreams? I think the answer is pretty obvious. Well then, how do we overcome fear? We could pull a page out of the Tony Robbins book and start attaching pain and pleasure to things. We basically don't do things in our lives because we attach so much pain to them. For example, I don't want to get up in front of a bunch of people and speak because it's going to give me so much pain in the moment. Well, if this is a speech that's going to get you a better job or earn you a better wage, then actually not doing it is going to cause you more pain. So basically, you flip the script and you attach more pain to not doing the thing that you're afraid of. And therefore, you'll start taking a little bit more action. What I like to do is. I like to write my goals down. I didn't used to like to write anything down. My wife was always like, write it down, just write it down, just write it down. She was telling me that to do because I was forgetting some of the things that I wanted to achieve. I would be coming up with all these ideas all the time and then I'd forget about them and she'd say, well, write them down, which sounds so simple, right? But it's very easy not to do. But a funny thing happened when I started to write down my goals. It kind of got them out of my brain, and also some of the fear I had for them was out of my brain. And when I saw them as a list in front of me, it just made them so much more attainable and kind of more detached from the fear that was involved with them. Therefore, I just used them as, okay, this is my to-do list, almost like a grocery list, and I would do each thing, and then I would cross them off. It also gives you so much pleasure to look back on these goals later on when you achieve some of them, and you'll achieve so many more than you think you're going to achieve. I would basically achieve about 80% of all the goals that I would write down. And I wrote down a lot. So anyway, that was cool because I would look back and be like, man, oh man, I actually achieved most of these things that I wrote down. And that helped me to take away even more fear of doing it in the future. This also helps to take the naysayers off of your brain because you're too busy focusing on this list that you have at hand and they're not even in your consciousness. The naysayers really should just continue to be less and less of a focus for you Because you know what? When was the last time you really were paying attention to every little thing somebody did? Honestly, we're all too busy in our lives and nobody's fixating on what you do anyway. This is your one life to live. Who cares what anybody thinks anyway? And just do it. On the flip side, having a naysayer or a critic or a group of them really means that you're moving in the right direction because you're getting attention. And that's when those people come out of the woodwork. If nobody's paying attention to you, nobody's saying anything. So Take that just as I take a rejection letter as a step in the right direction or progress because you're getting that public attention. And there's always going to be some people who don't like that because they feel threatened. So if you got some naysayers or some critics, you're on to something. And let's face it, the last thing you want in life is to look back at the end of your days and say to yourself, I really wish I had done this, or I really wish I'd approached this gallery, or I really wish I would have started this podcast, or I really wish I would have written this book. Don't do that, and let that be something that you remind yourself of that shocks you into doing the things you want to be doing today, because that time will be coming sooner than you think. A great indicator of you making progress as an artist or accomplishing goals is uncomfortability. If you're experiencing uncomfortability or fear on some level, that means that you're growing. That means that you're branching out and you're trying new things. You won't have real growth without experiencing those things. So my advice is to trick yourself and train yourself to start to enjoy that feeling of fear or uncomfortability because that means that you are on the right track. That is a great indicator. It's almost like becoming somewhat of a masochist, like getting to like that fear and that uncomfortability because you know that you are growing because of it. It's almost like what you do when you work out a muscle, you're tearing those muscle fibers so they can reattach and grow stronger and bigger. It's the same principle here. Again, nine times out of 10, if I'm thinking about doing a project or trying something new, experimenting with something If I get those butterflies in my stomach, if I start to feel a little anxious or fear or uncomfortable, I know that that's probably exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. I know it sounds counterintuitive, but that's the way you need to start thinking. That's a sign of growth. Now, obviously, this doesn't apply to every situation in life. I'm talking about something with your career and your art goals. If you're at a party and some drunken douchebag wants to give you a ride home and is forcing you to try to get in the car and you feel uncomfortable and you feel fear, that doesn't mean, oh, Preston said fear and uncomfortability are a good sign of progress. So I'm going to get in the car with this guy because you're probably going to crash. (laughs) So don't do that. Uh, obviously use your judgment and this means when it comes to your art career or doing something in the creative realm and basically a good indicator of whether or not you're succumbing to fear and having it get in the way of you achieving your goals is, are you somebody who likes to talk about things or has big ideas, but doesn't follow through on those things a lot? If you're doing that frequently and you're talking the big talk, but not walking the walk, then that's probably an indicator that you are succumbing to fear. So this is something that is going to retrain your brain to think of fear and uncomfortability as a step in the right direction and help you achieve those things. Let me tell you, everything that I've ever accomplished of worth in my life and in my art career, I've had to tackle fear and uncomfortability first. If I hadn't been able to do that, I would have been like, oh, you know what? It's just easier to not do anything instead of starting to write that book or putting my art out there and trying to get accepted in an exhibition. I'll just stay at home and watch TV. That's much easier. It is easier and it's more comfortable. But, you know what? Then you're never going to get ahead with your art. So, it just depends on what is more important to you. If I'd let fear get the better of me, I would have never painted those 12 paintings of the president and gone to Washington D.C. I would have never showed my work with David Lynch on stage for the David Lynch Foundation. I would have never written a book. I would have never prepared for my solo show. It's just too scary. And most recently, I would have never started this podcast, because this podcast was also a very daunting feeling. I had a lot of anxiety about it at the beginning. I felt, what if people don't like it? What if it's not well received? What if people laugh at it? What if people criticize me for, you know, not saying the right thing or saying too much? I factored in all those things when I was thinking about doing it, and I learned from the past to not let that fear overtake me, and I just decided, you know what, I'm going to start putting this thing in motion. And little by little, it started to happen and I got it going and it gathered momentum and I started feeling better and better about it. And so far, I've gotten a really good response. I want to continue to use that to gain even more momentum and to put out the best podcast that I can. So hopefully you're getting something out of it and hopefully it's a good example of something that you can achieve in your own life and career too. The only thing holding you back from doing something like this is yourself and fear and the fear in your own head. So I want to finish today just by talking about PMS, or why PMS. A lot of people ask me, what does PMS stand for? Why do you use PMS for PMS artwork? Well, PMS are my initials, and I didn't know what they stood for when I was a kid until one day in uh, sex education class when we figured out what PMS stood for. And the class went silent for a moment, and one kid screamed from the back, Preston's initials are PMS! and everybody started laughing and I turned beet red and I got freaked out. And I was like, oh my God, I have been cursed with these initials and I have a scarlet letter on my chest. So I decided very quickly after that that I was going to take a little bit of the power back and just own them and say, yeah, okay, I'm PMS. So, Whatever. I'm going to own it. And it's going to be something that I wear with pride and humor. Obviously, humor is a big thing for me. The funny thing was, is a lot of my friends started to call me PMS. Hey, PMS, or hey, you ready to go PMS? And it just became a commonplace thing, something that we all didn't even think twice about. And nobody ever made fun of me about it again. If I had been afraid of those initials or uncomfortable about those initials, it could have plagued me for the rest of my life. Or, you know, that might be a little dramatic, but it could have been a joke that came up from time to time that everybody, you know, laughed at or said behind my back, PMS. uh." Anyway, now I wear it as a badge of honor and I've even named my art business PMS artwork. All my social media handles are PMS. So it's kind of how I'm branded now on the web, on social media and with my business. It's just a great example of, first of all, not taking yourself too seriously And secondly, not letting fear and uncomfortability get the best of you. Well, I hope you got something today from this episode, and I hope that it reminded you or inspired you to embrace fear a little bit in your own life and to not let it control you, but use it as a tool to help you control the trajectory of your own art career. Wouldn't that just be fun? So let's all embrace our lives and help me say goodbye to fear. If you want to see more of what I do and check out the art that I create, you can visit my website at www.pmsartwork.com or follow me on social media everywhere at PMSArtwork. That's it for now. See you back here next time.